It has long been obvious to me that the influence of God can be seen in the genius of the Catholic liturgy, including in our current lectionary, which does such an impressive job connecting the Old and New Testaments together in a mutually enriching way. However, every now and again, the fact that humans were involved in compiling these things can be seen too. For example, if scripture is quoted in the gospel, it is common to include the original passage in the other readings. In today's gospel, scripture is quoted four times, three times by Jesus and once by the devil. And yet, it is only the devil's quote which is referenced by our earlier readings, in this case, in the responsorial psalm. Nice. Anyway, here we are in Lent. I hate Lent. Really, really hate Lent. I hate Lent because it's hard. Because it's a time for us to give up our idols, which is a difficult and painful process. An idol, in case you need a definition, is something that we worship above the one true God. Now, most of us are not going around worshipping pagan gods like Baal. Although there are some people in Skagit County who pray to something called Santa Muerte, which is a dangerous sort of demon god. But for most of us, our idols are very common things, like money or pleasure. Things that are not bad by themselves but become bad when we choose them over God. Consider, for example, the most common reasons people miss Mass on Sunday. I just couldn't get out of bed. Or, I was on vacation. Or, I needed to work. Though, for this last one, I should be clear that many people do not set their own work schedules. So it is not their choice to worship an idol, but rather the choice of their employer, who will not let these people reschedule around Mass. In each of these cases, sleep and family time and work are good, even holy, things. But they become idols when we choose them over God. And we worship idols in a lot of other ways, too. In my own life, my primary idols have been social media and video games. Again, not evil by themselves in moderation. But I know that they are idols for me because when I fail to spend time in prayer on a given day, it is always because I decided to engage in social media or video games instead. As a rule of thumb, we know something is an idol for us because it takes us away from God and causes us to sin. Even friendships and families can be idols if we are consistently choosing them above God and what God asks us to do. Which brings us back to Lent. The traditional Lenten disciplines are prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, which means giving money to charity. 
Why have these become so privileged in our tradition above other types of Lenten activities? I think it's because they combat the most common idols, time, pleasure, and money. Prayer asks us to give some of our time to God. Fasting asks us to give up a little bit of our comfort for God. And almsgiving asks us to give up some of our money for God. If we want to prove that we do not worship these things more than we worship God, then from time to time we need to show that we can, in fact, give them up for the sake of God. Again, it's not that time, pleasure, and money are bad, but we always have to keep them in their proper place. And this is also true for our other idols. In order to prove that we worship God above everything else, in order to restore our priorities to their proper order, it is traditional in Lent to give up something we enjoy. Not because it's bad, but because we risk worshiping it over God. Personally, I'm giving up Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, and Twitter. These are not bad things, but they are things that have a tendency to take me away from God. And so I'm going to prove to myself and to God that I can give them up for His sake, at least for seven weeks. Each of us has a personal idol, and I would encourage each of us to try to give up that thing for Lent. And this is exactly what makes Lent so hard. We like our idols. We would only ever choose something above God because it seems to make us really happy or bring us great comfort. And I really like being happy and comfortable. This annual call by the church to sacrifice our idols, to return to the Lord, to remind ourselves that God is number one in our life, this annual call is not fun, and it is not enjoyable. But it is incredibly important. It is so easy for the things of this world to creep up on us. We can slowly begin to worship an idol without even realizing it. In order to keep holiness in the forefront of our minds, we have to go through this period of purification every year. Anyone who says that Christianity is a delusional lie that makes us feel better about ourselves has never experienced Lent. I would never voluntarily choose to engage with Lent, and it does not make me feel better about myself. But I have chosen to give my life to Jesus, and I intellectually know that Lent is good for me, so I choose to engage with it anyway. But I'll be honest with you, my idols are strong, as I imagine your idols are. I know that video games are more of an idol for me than social media. And yet, I have not chosen to give up video games this year. This is because I am weak. Because I am not sure 
I don't trust God to give me the fulfillment I need to get through three Masses every Sunday without some mindless entertainment on the other side. I know that someday, either in this life or in purgatory, I will need to be cleansed from this idol. And that's not going to be a fun process. But, this year at least, I'm asking the Lord to make do with an imperfect offering. I suppose it's just another reminder that I am a sinner in constant need of a Savior. Now, It is also essential that we remember that the work of holiness and purification is not our work and does not rely exclusively on our effort. Holiness is always God's work in us, with which we have to choose to cooperate. Look, for example, at the Gospel. We could say that Jesus was tempted by comfort, by power, and by glory. And that would not be incorrect. But I think more profoundly, Satan was tempting Jesus to rely on himself for the things that he desired, rather than on his Father in heaven. Jesus already knew that someday he would be given all things, that all creation would be subject to him. What Satan is doing is tempting Jesus to take these things for himself, using his own divine power and his own will, rather than waiting to be given them by his Father. Jesus' response to Satan was essentially that he would rather do the hard thing, that he would rather wait for the Father to provide comfort, power, and glory. That he would rather follow the Father's will, not his own, even if that will included going to the cross. My friends, the reason idolatry is so despicable is because everything we have is a gift from God. When we worship one of these gifts above the giver himself, We begin to believe that we can rely on ourselves or on this world for happiness, comfort, and the rest. And this belief will only lead to our disappointment and our destruction. As difficult as Lent can be, this period of temporary discomfort is incredibly important because it keeps at bay something so much worse. A life without God centered. A life of worshiping creation rather than the Creator. So, let's embrace our purification, even if it's only an imperfect offering, knowing that suffering is fleeting, but our relationship with God will sustain us forever.